Hey everybody, today's R&R show is brought to you by GamerGlass.art. And here we are. Hello everybody. Hi, was, oh my goodness. I, I thought that was pretty smooth this time. How was that? Pretty smooth. <laughs> I, I don't know when we're going to, I'm so comfortable with this process that I won't be still just sweating bullets and, and oh, please just work. Just, just work. That's all I'm asking. Universe, please. That's um, right. but it seems it's all going okay so far. It is all good. Yes. Welcome friends to the R&R show. This is episode six and we're so happy to be here today live streaming from our studios, home studios. And we want to shout out everyone in chat. Thank you for joining us. We have such a great time doing this, and it's always wonderful to see y'all here. And you know what? Just listen to that peppy music at the start. It, I, I hear that. I automatically think it's Wednesday at noon Pacific, and we are ready to talk about some games, my friend. Ah, I must be triggering some kind of Pavlog response in you then that yeah. it got yeah. you trained. Totally, um, totally got me trained. <laughs> yes. Hello to everybody. Hello, Brian. Hello, Leva. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Facebook. Hello, YouTube. Today, I'm not saying hello to Twitch um, because we are not streaming uh, because September 1st, uh, there is a strike going on on Twitch. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about that, you can go to strike.rado.com. That takes you to, was it a CNET article, I think, that we found? Yes, it is a CNET article that talks about what's happening on Twitch. Uh, Basically, friends, um, there are these things called hate raids that have been happening on Twitch, and they've really targeted a lot of marginalized creators. And as a way of showing support we are not streaming on twitch today and a lot of us uh, who are regular twitch streamers are not so please check out the article there strike.rado.com and uh support your favorite streamers yeah definitely definitely uh All including right. mr ruel gaviola himself he will be back i'm sure tomorrow uh yep, with actually, michelle I, that's yeah, right yeah streaming up a storm, streaming up today, a storm. yep oh. Uh, right. So today we are going to be doing a new top 10 and all the regular stuff. I think we're getting to the point where we now have regular stuff. That's good. That's right. um, and one of them is a shout out to our sponsor, uh, GamerGlass.art. For folks who don't know, GamerGlass.art is a website. You can go there right now. And um, it's my wife's glass uh, company. She makes beautiful, custom, handcrafted glass. And um, this week, because she's supporting the show, she is running a special offer for you folks. If you go to her uh, store, her Etsy shop, and use the code R in our hearts, that's uh, Rado and Ruel hearts, you can get 20% off her line of meeple hearts, which are very cool uh, little pendants. You can use them for decorations. You can hang them from your rear view mirror or uh, put them on your Christmas tree. Uh, you've got a meeple in front of a heart or a heart in front of a meeple. Um, she actually, it was a line she made for Valentine's Day. They were very popular and she's got a few more and you can get these. They make great gifts. Uh, so go to gamerglass.art. That will take you to her shop directly to these particular items which you can get 20% off of if you use the code rnrhearts.com. And right. actually, I want to say Jen wants to give a huge thanks to everybody who responded. She also sponsored last week. She got a really big turnout. In fact, I mean, I, sp- I almost every day last week I had to go down to the post office because she was mailing so much stuff out. So nice. huge thanks to everybody and uh, thanks to Jen and thanks to my co-host Ruel. And uh, what's next on the list? We've got, uh, you know what? I'm looking at your table right there, Rado. Okay. What, what is happening over there? Hey, it's the What's on Rado's Table uh, segment, which actually we didn't do one last week because we were worried that I was going to continue to be in super low res. Am I in super low res now? 
I'm, uh, I'm, I'm nervous. Let's take I, a on my end. You're through. you're perfect. On my end, you're perfect. Let's uh, yes. verify with no, friends I... on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, friends, if you can just um uh, yep. confirm audio and video. It, so far, so good. You know, so far, so good. Yes, wood. always. Yeah. We were yeah. uh, my, my, the hubris is off. We were flying too close to the sun, just assuming <laughs> everything was working. Uh. <laughs> there, it is. folks. Only here can you get every Wednesday a reference to Icarus. There it is, right there. So <laughs> where else would you go? Um, yeah. So yes. Uh, I, uh, yep, it looks. People say it looks great, sounds great. Hooray! I did reboot my router this morning, um, like a good streamer. And uh, yeah, so this is Adventures of Robin Hood. It's uh, from Cosmos. It came out in German last year. It's just now starting to go out. I've got a slightly advanced copy, and oh my gosh, I love it so much. Let me give you the overhead view. Um, you know, it's a big, uh, you know, story-driven adventure from Michael Menzel, artist extraordinaire, but also the great designer of Legends of Andor, and it's all about. You know, a, a multi-chapter story where we are Robin Hood and Little John or Maid Marian or Will Scarlet, I believe, are the four playable characters. And I've just got uh, it set up because I'm going to be filming this later today. The cool thing about what? Well, so many cool things. One, hardback book. Look at this thing. Oh, wow. really, really nice. This is really taking it to the next level. Um, but I guess you know, Cosmos in Germany, they're actually their main gig is not board games. They're like an educational book publisher i believe so yeah. them doing a hardback book no surprise really really nice and oh my gosh the coolest thing i have seen in years in these kind of adventure games little um you know how sometimes you're playing an adventure game and you're like wait did we do everything on that last step in clank legacy or whatever oh crap now i gotta go back and find the other entry and check you can keep track of your entries it actually says refer oh. to page with the yellow thing for your current objective and red for your um what to do in case of combat and stuff like that brilliant wow. That's and genius. Then the, game, the game is fun, too. You'll notice there's no grid. There's no hex. We move around in very analog format. And when it's Robin's turn, you might say, okay, I'm going to kind of sneak around in the forest. And that's as far as I need to go, right? And then on a future turn, it's like, okay, I really need to make a run for it. And so you've got the longer piece. And you could go really far and um, you know, make a big jump. And, oh, I almost reached the front gate, but I didn't quite make it. So it's got this very kind of soft analog feel as you're trying to kind of like, you know, gleam the cube and go around tight corners and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. And then, if all that weren't enough, it's basically a board game advent calendar because, hey, if I'm Robin and I want to run over here and steal from this rich guy, well, after I defeat him, he's gone. It shows me what my reward is for beating him, oh. and then he's gone. <laughs> Boom. Boom just gone wow. and you know there's a thing that makes bad guys appear and disappear if it says oh you know i i came over here next round um the thing might say guard number seven appears in which case oh no robin is cooked he's going to be jumped by that guard unless he can fight them off and stuff and you're chased around by guy gisburn or sir guy who moves around with the same system you know it's really cool uh wow. Jen and I have really been enjoying it a lot that looks you. amazing. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. People in uh, chat, we, people are excited. Uh, we, a couple of Errol Flynn references. Very nice. Oh, well yes. done. Yes. Oh, we've been ignoring the chat. Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> also, uh, I, I love the comment someone uh, talked about. This is Men in Tights, the board game. Well, I think it's probably not that of that type of humor, but I, I, I appreciate no. the reference. Very nice reference. Yeah, um, but I have not seen any of that. I guess it's... Um... It, it's it's not serious or dark though. It's I mean it, yeah. it's Errol Flynn type yeah. stuff. It is I not how, the uh, Kevin yeah. Costner one or, or Robin and Marion. This is this is a bright, colorful, exciting, adventure filled world that we awesome. are exploring, and it's it's awesome. a lot of fun. Really enjoying I, it. 
I yeah. love how you uh, um, described it and sh- actually showed how it is like an advent calendar. You were turning over the little things. I, that's so neat. I'm, yep. And the hardback book, of course. Oh my gosh, that looks amazing. amazing. Yeah. So I think it's okay. going to be uh, a- available wide pretty soon, if not already. Right. Um, but okay, we've done the what's on Rados. What's the next on our checklist? What next on checklist? Yeah, give out some games. Let's do this. Let's give away stuff to people who, yes. who support us. Yay! Yay, uh, so folks, it is Cafe Lux Generations is um, what we are offering today. I mean, uh, you know, uh, which uh, as we talked about last week is a very, very cool card game. This is Capital Lux Two Generations, and it's the full Kickstarter package with um, both expansions that are available. All the amazing art by Quan Chai Moria, the wonderful design from Christian Ospi and Ilif Svensson, one of my favorite design duos. So a very good game, and one of you. One of you, well, maybe not you, but somebody somewhere in the world is going to win it as soon as I click the wheel of names. Are we ready? Good luck, everybody. Good luck. All right. Hopefully, I shared the sound sounds too today. Nice. All right. And the winner is Volker Groon. Hey, Congratulations, Volker. Congrats, Volker. Um, you will be, uh, are you, are you, do they contact you or will you contact them? I will be contacting them. I've got Volker's email. By the way, folks, I never said this. Don't worry. If you want to enter um, the contest, your emails are not going into a database at all. I've just got them in a folder in my Outlook. And after the contest is over, I delete them all. Promise, Scout's Honor. I am not <laughs> harvesting you and selling your data on. Uh, uh, yeah. um, yeah, we're just here to give to away games. Like Capital Lux Volker, I will reach out this afternoon and tell you what needs to be done um, to get a copy as it starts shipping. And that's last week. Hey, Ruel, should we yeah. uh, do another contest? Why don't we do another contest? What are okay. we giving away this week, Rado? Uh This week, I believe you've got uh, some stuff queued up for it. I do. And yes. um, here we are. And come on. Please work. Please work. Please work. <laughs> the veneer <laughs> falls away. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, we're just, we're just grasping on, just holding on for dear life. Just it all panicking out. right now. But um, it's, it's Flamecraft, folks. Look at this. Oh my gosh, this game has blown up in such a huge way. Yeah. And I, I couldn't be happier because it's a great design from great folks. Uh, it is a worker placement game where the worker placement spots grow and evolve over the course of the game. It's got amazing art. It's got really, really cool components and really satisfying worker placement gameplay. And one winner will be getting the Kickstarter Deluxe Package with um, the metal coins and the painted meeples or uh, the, the tokens for representing all the resources. Also, they'll be getting the uh, the, the Special Dragon, which is a cool little thing they're doing um, as a bonus add-on, but only if you can solve a puzzle. If you're just thinking, by the way, folks, if you have back Flamecraft, you're thinking about it, and you don't know if you're going to win uh, because... You- you got a shot, but if you're thinking about backing it, definitely um, read the page because they're doing a special little contest where if you can go and solve some dragon-themed puzzles, you can get an extra add-on. So don't miss that in case you're backing this yourself. But it's a really, really sharp game. And um, if you're thinking about backing it, you've got just uh, under 20 hours, I believe, from yeah. now. I, I think I went and looked up, and if my math is correct, in 20 hours or 19 and a half hours, this uh, Kickstarter will be closed. Yeah, so, so this this game looks it's so beautiful and I, I'm a worker placement fan, just the way you describe it. And I actually, you know, we talked about this game before. Um I am I'm all about this game. Uh, so friends, you can win your very own copy 
um, by sticking around today. And yeah. um, let me shut this down here. So, oh, um, and um, thank you, Julia. Julia said the puzzle stuff ended last week. So you're too late. Oh. Now, okay. the only way you can get one of the special dragons is by winning this contest. So, of course, you want to enter. And, Ruel, how do they enter? Folks, you're going to enter a secret word yes. and send it to contest at rotto.com. Now, what is the secret word? We're going to let you know sometime during the show. So, you're going to have to stick around and hang out, uh, chill out with us, listen to us talk some game about some games. And we've already decided what the secret word is. One of us is going to try to get the other one now yeah. um official unofficial count is i think three to me i've gotten you three times you've gotten me twice i believe yep. is that correct yep, so yep, yep. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tie it up today oh. if one of us can can surreptitiously work the secret word into a conversation <laughs> and the other person doesn't notice well yeah. they, they lose a point or the we gain a point yeah. um you, you've got me good last week you, you got me really good oh last i got week. you very good I'm yeah very i had no time. idea and then finally you just said hey you missed it i was like wait what so yeah. that, I mean, that the pressure of this is starting to mount. I think we might, can't keep doing it because it's just going to be the whole episode. Just, I just think, oh, can I use the word now? This is the yeah. right time. What, was I, what are you talking about? I'm not even listening to you anymore. That's right. But, all right. Okay. Apparently, so, you still get the special dragon, says Michael Straw. Okay, well, I just clearly didn't look. You just can't enter the contest to win the game from the puzzles. All right. Okay. Fair um, enough. Yes. Clearly did not do my due diligence. I wasn't even <laughs> expecting to talk about the puzzles. I just saw them this morning. I thought, oh, that's so cool. And I obviously didn't read the small print. But nice. fortunately, the chat did. Hello, um, Richie. Hello, Michael. Hello, um, uh, Victor, Albert, Stacy Everdell. Stacy Everdell's in the today. house. Hello, yeah. Stacy. Always good to All see right. Stacy here. All right. So we've taken care of business. Why don't yes. we move on to the topic of the day? So yep. we've got the top 10 games we want to play now. Right. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost. And the FDA. Okay. And uh, so what each of us has is a list of five games. And I don't know how well ranked this. For me, this is just stuff that I'm like, oh, boy, I haven't played that game for a long time. Boy, I really love that game. Man, if 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 Rotto Runs Through didn't exist and I were a normal person, I probably would have played that game three times this month already. I've got a mix of like relatively new stuff, stuff that I haven't played in over half a decade. And um, I've got five. Ruel's got five. We're going to count them down to become the definitive 10 games that we think, I mean, if, if nothing, if we had no other responsibilities at all, this is what we would be doing. And, um, right. and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, so um, just to clarify my list. Now, I actually picked, I, I was looking at the older games, and I got sucked into this whole cult of the new thing this time. And I, I'm, a, I'm ashamed okay. to say that I've got some stuff that I really want to play right now that I have not played before. Oh, so, okay. All right. This is going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to start off. So, uh, friends, here we are. The top 10 games. Oh, I love it. Uh, they're, they're taking bets. Prediction, there's oh. a Feld on my list. The question, uh -huh. May 1982, is which Feld? Can you call it? All right. right. I thought for sure there was that. And that's what I was thinking. There's definitely got to be a Feld on your list. Uh, let me get uh, this going here. So, um, friends, these are the top 10 games you want to play right now. And my number one, or not number, number one, my number, number 10. 10. The number yes. 10 is going to be, um, whoops. Ah, 
I knew this was going to happen. Oh, you were going so well. We, you know, like you said, we, the the flight of Icarus should be a lesson to all. Um, <laughs> Our wax they, wings, they're melting. Wax wings are melting. The number uh, the number 10 game on my list that I want to play right now, I have not played it, is Ankh. Oh, Gods really? Okay, Egypt. yeah. Yes. Uh, this is an Eric Lang uh, design game. I'm a huge fan of Eric Lang's. One of my top 10 games of all time is Blood Rage. Um Funny story about Blood right Rage. Right behind that, you on the wall there. I see. Right behind me. Yeah, there it is, folks. Um, Blood Rage is pretty much the first, like, I would say more complex uh, game that got me into the hobby. Um, up until that point, I've been playing, like, Ticket to Ride, uh, Pandemic, um, uh, stuff like Suro, very gateway-ish style games. Which I guess uh, Pandemic might be a little more complex, but um, Blood Rage was the one because of all those little minis and just... The yeah. gameplay, it just felt really epic in about 90 minutes. And this is the next, uh, this is the third in the trilogy, right? Right, it's so, Kemet, this yep. one, and... No, uh, Rising Sun, Blood Rage, and Ankh. Those oh, oh, Kemet doesn't count. Kemet, it, I don't think it's an Eric Lang design, is it? Is, is it? it Kemet? I gotta yeah, look it up. The, the, the chat will tell us. Yeah, chat, who is uh, Kemet? I don't think that's an Eric Lang design, is it? I have to admit, I mean, this is not my bailiwick, so I'm really... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, okay, yeah, that's not an Eric Lang. Um, so Ankh, uh, this is an uh, just like the other games, area majority. So there is your. This is not a game where you're gonna turtle up and hide, and you know this is a, a in your face, uh, very uh, conflict heavy uh, player inter- interaction game. Uh, in this one, you are playing as gods of Egypt, right? Yeah. And uh, you'll see here all the uh, the minis. I'm just popping up here. You're playing as god of Egypt, trying to uh, survive a society begins to forget their own way. So you're beating each other up, bringing out monsters and stuff. And <clears throat> excuse me, what are you going to eventually do? And this, I actually heard about this on the uh, on a podcast that I listened to called the Board Game Mirage. I love those guys. Uh, they're based here in LA. Uh, they're friends uh, as well of mine. Um, they they really. They had mixed feelings about it. I think uh, some of the things that they uh, talked about were right on point as far as these type of games. Um, you know, area majority, you're not fooling around. I mean, you have there's going to be conflict. And the thing is, there's a little bit of uh, player elimination in a sense where yeah. one player, whoever's out first, they're going to like respawn basically and work with another player in order to try to um, achieve a different victory condition. Is so it's really unique. System? Yeah, so I'm everybody really... in chat saying, Ruel, what do you think about the merge? Tell us about the merge. We're so there, excited there, about the merge. There is the merge. And that's the one thing that I'm so curious about this game because I don't think I've played anything like that. That off the top of my head, there's uh, the merge system is not something so, I've um, seen. Did I misunderstand you? It's basically if somebody loses, they're still in the game, but they're, they're, you know, their war effort merges with somebody else. And now correct. those two players have a new combined objective to win. Correct, correct. That's so very it's. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool, and you know, Eric is you know he's he's a, one of the top game designers in my opinion. So for him to uh, bring this into this game, um, I'm really looking forward to it. That is Ankh, Gods of Egypt um, by Eric Lang. All right, okay, cool. Okay. Well, um, going from um, uh, the sandy, dusty war stuff, how about we uh, go for some nice dusty Euro stuff? My number <laughs> nine on the list is Praga Kaput Redney. Oh uh, yeah, nice. yeah. Which I, I don't know if you played. 
I have not, but I've heard many, oh, many good things about it. It's, yes. you, I, I, well, it, it's definitely appropriate as a nine over a number 10 because, oh my gosh, this game is so great. And I'll be honest, it's in part, it's on my list because this was Jen's favorite game of last year. I believe it was her oh. number one personal game. And it made my top 10 as well. I love Vladimir Sushi. He is one of the best designers. Show the pictures if you can. Um, yeah, because the, the coolest thing about this, this is a game of gathering resources and converting them into building and whatnot. But if you look at the board up there in the top right corner, the action selection mechanism is wonderful. There is a literal spinning wheel on the board that has all these different... Can you zoom in on it? Um, oh. Uh, you can... There we go. Is yeah. That really, so is that, that really wheel, it, it is a spinning wheel, um, oh. a carousel, I suppose you'd say. And in each one of the, you can see in half the slots, there's these little um, tiles. Those whichever tile you take, those are the actions you have available to you. You pick one action or the other. And the thing is, if the actions don't get picked every round, that um, that rotates clockwise one time, and over time the actions become cheaper. You know, it's a very simple way to represent what you often see in card games, where you know, like the all the cards have to shift over one space. Here, it's the wheel that's spinning, but also as they spin around, it changes what bonus you get. So I might want a tile that's very important, but I'm waiting for it to get into a certain slot because it'll combo with a particular bonus that's perfect for me. But if I wait too long, somebody else might take it. And it just works so wonderfully. Everything about this game is absolutely fantastic, but the action selection is just the bee's knees. And oh. um, like I said, it was in my top 10. It was my wife's favorite game of the year. We played it, I think, four times in total. And um, ever since we talked last week about doing this subject matter, and I, this was like one of the first ones that popped in my head, it's all I can think about. I want to play more of uh, my number nine, Praga Kaput Regni. Very nice choice. Oh, yes. yeah, that looks fantastic. Now, the 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 wheel there, yeah, uh, it reminds. Does does Glass Road? Does that have something similar? or Is that different? I, I just think wheel. I think Glass Road by Uwe Rosenberg, and maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering how that works. Um, no, that- uh, Glass Road is a, uh, it's picking tiles and whatnot. And also you okay. have forgotten the secret word. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you just get me? <laughs> I, but I don't know if we call this, but, um, oh. our, our first, our first thought of the secret was going to be glass. Cause my wife is a glass artist, but we thought, no, nah, let's Are not go with that. Me? Oh yeah. My so God. the contest is still on the correct word, which I'm sure you now remember. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. so now it's popping. Okay, let the contest continue. I think okay. I deserve a half point. One, for catching him, and two, and pointing out that he was completely wrong in his secret yeah. wordage. Wow. <laughs> so should I uh, – does that count? Should I show No, no, no. Let's keep going. My goodness. So you got a half <laughs> – man, that's – man. Okay, yep. this is – folks, I need to get on my game here. This yes. is uh, – now I'm getting mad. Um. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and tell us about Seriously. your Seriously. Oh, well done. Well done. Okay. Uh, so now my by the way, that was your... people can't pull themselves up by bootstraps. It's physically impossible. Just oh. as a, a brief political interlude there. Sorry, but anyway, please continue. <laughs> you learn something new every week here, friends. So we're we're happy that you're here. Uh, my number um there's a 1098. Uh, this is a game that I am super excited to get back to the table because it's been a while. It's been about almost a year since I've played it. Um, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. It is Raiders of the North Sea. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. from uh, Shem Phillips. Uh, he is a really big, he's big on the worker placement mechanism. And as I've already stated here and elsewhere, I'm a huge fan of worker placement games. This one I'm really excited to play again because I did not think Michelle would like this game straight up. I didn't think she'd like the rating theme, Vikings and everything. I know she likes worker placement, but this is a very, really good um, entry level gateway uh, 
worker placement game. And it's Michelle so pretty. Loved zoom it. in on that board. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, right. I, Look there's the zoom right Look there. Yes. yes. Anyway, uh, so she Michelle she likes. loves this game. Is it probably she loves it probably more than I do, which was I was very surprised about. Um, you basically get your troop of <clears throat> Vikings, gear them up. You hire people, uh, uh, workers, and also. Uh, people who are going to fight, and then you launch them into these different locations here uh, in order to get uh, resources that'll get you points at the end. And, you know, being a good Viking game, of course, you're going to, you know, some are not going to survive the battles. They will go to Valhalla, and in Valhalla, you actually score points, just like we were just talking about Blood Rage. They do the same thing. Uh, you go to Valhalla, you're going to get points. Um, yeah, this one, we will probably play this this weekend. I'm super excited about it because it's been about a year since we played it, but it's always a favorite. Um, that is... Raiders of the North Sea. My question to you is, I mean, this is a great call. What about Raiders of Scythia? I like Raiders of Scythia as well. And here's the thing. If you if I had to pick base games, Scythia is it. But I already have Raiders of the North uh, Sea with a bunch of the expansions, and I feel like that's uh, the better experience. And honestly, I yeah, I think I, I just I, I like it with the expansions uh, a little better. Now, if Scythia comes or when Scythia, I'm sure they're going to do it. Yeah. When they come back with their expansions, I may have to change my mind. But for now, it's Rares of the North Sea. Good call. Okay. All right. So that was your number eight. Uh, my number seven is um, actually, I believe it is the newest game on the list. This is my hotness that I just want to spend more time with. Uh, Terraforming Mars, the Ares Expedition. Oh, nice. Yes, very, very much so. Uh, uh, you know, or, or as some people like to call it, Race for the Mars Galaxy. Uh, <laughs> is another way perhaps you might want to refer to it. Uh, this game is great. All the, all the, what makes, you know, Terraforming Mars its best, um, but fused with a really wonderful Race for the Galaxy action selection mechanism, plays in, what, half the time? Maybe yep. even a third of the time of a full game. And um, it just packs such a huge punch. And uh, one of the things I really want to spend more time with it, it has a cooperative mode. Which, when I covered it, when it was on Kickstarter, I did not have access to that. I'm very mm-hmm. curious to try that out. And I'm also very curious to try, when I did my run-through for it, I talked about like kind of like a little house rule variant I'd like to go. We're kind of merging the solo gameplay mode. You know how in Roll for the Galaxy, I know you love your roll. Yep. If you play it two-player, it replicates a third player by just rolling a die every round. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, you could take the solo mode and merge it into the two-player to kind of speed it up a little bit and just give it a little bit more dynamism. And I really really want to experiment with that while also terraforming the red planet um mm. we, we, you know and so i mean i i got scott scott scott's to play some more terraforming mars the Ares expedition yeah and we've talked about this a couple of times on the show so far like i'm excited to get back to this one as well it's as you said it was it is terraforming mars in a much more condensed uh game time uh, yeah game yeah time, so Nice choice. Well done. Okay. Uh, my next one, um, you know, I'll just punch it up here on the screen here. Um, right. My next game that I want to play right now is mm-hmm. this oh, one. Oh, sure. I, yeah. Cascadia. Now, this is the one I thought. Right up there. Might, right on my wall. Excellent yeah. I game. thought yes. this one might make it onto your list, uh, Rado. Um, mm-hmm. This is the one I was talking about where I was like, oh, this might be on Rado's list. But uh, this is definitely high on my list of games I want to play right now because. Michelle and I love tile lane games, and this is tile, not only tile lane, but also token uh, drafting and lane on there. You've got the Pacific Northwest, um, the wildlife, the habitats, and your drafting place. And from what I understand, it is um, not quite as brain burning as Calico. That's what I've been hearing. Early word is. And um, oh, wait, have you not played it? 
I have not played it. That's oh why I'm saying God. I want to play it right now. You're yes. I know it, it's AEG's. Uh, they've uh, apparently my copy is on my uh, on its way. I okay, believe. okay, um, okay. But I, yeah, I've, I'm so excited about this. I've been taught we've been talking about it for like over a year now, and I'm starting to see copies in the wild. People are starting to post pictures. Hey, we got our copy from the Kickstarter. Blah blah blah. Uh, AEG's starting to send out copies, and yeah, this one. I know you you've loved this one as well. Oh, it's fantastic. Right? Yes. Yeah. This yeah, could so. have made my list because we really enjoyed it. But one, we Jen and I actually played it probably half a dozen times when I was covering it for Kickstarter because uh, it is it, it has kind of a calico vibe. I believe the calico designer was the producer or the uh, editor on this one, right. um, so he helped with the development. Um, but it is very fast and it is a bit more laid back. I think you will love it. You will love it so yeah. much. And then the other yeah. thing too, um, you know, Jen and I have just recently been playing Verdant, which is kind of like almost the sequel to Cascadia. Uh, so we've okay. kind of had our fill recently of the. Uh, um, the what do you call it the entwined the entangled drafting where oh if i want to take this card i also got to take this tile and i don't want that pair i want you know that kind of stuff it's yeah, excellent yeah. it's beautiful it's you know it's got great art from beth sobel right you beth sobel yes another yep. uh favorite artist of mine and i i really do enjoy these games I, we've seen a, a few of these uh where the tile lane and the um there's like a almost like a double layer right and uh overboss is one that we just recently played um i soloed overboss where you have to take you know tiles and also monsters um, and so this is the latest and greatest, I believe, that I would like to play. So that is Cascadia. That would be a good choice for you. You will have a blast when you eventually get your hand on it. Cannot you will not regret its entry into this list, I, I, right. I predict. Awesome. All right, so that was your number six. Uh, then my number five, getting a little older now. Um, got my new stuff out of the, uh, out of the, the veins. It's mm -hmm. um, Pandemic, Fall of Rome. Oh. Pandemic is my favorite game of all time. Um, you know, it's what brought us into the hobby, and I have played every iteration of Pandemic there is. And Fall of Rome, you know, it, it's the most recent one that has come out. These, you know, these spin-off games that Matt Leacock has teamed up with other designers to do. And uh, this one is so phenomenal, you know, taking the Pandemic formula, but, I mean, it's not about viruses in the modern day instead it's about um you know the barbarian tribes of the north trying to sack rome and we're running around trying to ally with them instead of cure them um because once you do then they be they um you know so it's like imagine in pandemic if you cure a disease that disease will help you fight the other diseases mm -hmm. which is just so cool thematically some of some of the player powers you get in this game are unlike any i have ever seen before the uh, prognostication one, you know, because there's a seer, uh, you know, so you get a little bit more interesting with that kind of stuff. And um, the way the cubes move, because, uh, you know, they, they don't spread like a virus. Instead, they actually travel on migratory paths and you have to set up um, blockades to stop them because you can't, you can't get rid of all of them. And so you have to make really smart decisions. And here's the funkiest thing about this. Oh, normally, I am not a fan of roll to resolve at all. Hey, mm. we made our choices. We've got everything figured out. Now let's just see if the dice let us do what we want to do. This is one of the very, very rare games that is so good that I engage and enjoy the roll to resolve. Because when you oh. do try to take the cubes off the board, your centurions actually have to fight them. And you can suffer um, attrition and lose some of your forces, depending on how the dice go. It's 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 great. It has so much, and I feel like I mean, there's so much more for me to explore. Jen and I, we played it a few times, saw a few different characters, and I just want to revisit it um, because Pandemic is my favorite, and this is the one that I feel there's so much more waiting for me in Pandemic: The Fall of Rome. Yeah, you know, I was gonna ask you. So, is would Fall of Rome be your favorite version of Pandemic? 
Nope, nope. Uh, my favorite, my number one is always going to have to be Legacy One. Yeah, Legacy um, One, so good. Yeah, I mean because Legacy One had so was so impactful. You know, yeah. it, it made such a huge um, mark on me and Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, of these spinoff ones, you know, there's this one. There's Rising Tide. There's Iberia. There's I forget Cthulhu. the name. Cthulhu. The Cthulhu one that I don't remember the name of. It's not Call of Cthulhu. It's something else. Rise right. of Cthulhu, maybe something like that. I think so. I think this is my favorite of the spinoffs. Okay. Um, cool. And again, that's saying something because it features a healthy dollop of Dice, Dice, Dice Baby. Yeah. <laughs> dice, Dice Baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, did we We also had a... Uh, we, we now had a... a, a, a um, vanilla ice reference, folks. So I, although I messed up, I used three dices. That's what's that about? It's, it's <laughs> dice, dice, baby, not dice, 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 baby. I totally flummoxed it. All hey, right. it's close enough. Um, All right. So now, next on my list. Speaking of dice, I think you're going to appreciate this one. I okay. I thought about this, and I, I immediately knew. Okay, Rado's going to like this because this is a game I have not played in a while. Uh, actually, yeah. a couple, maybe over a year, maybe two years. No, no, no. It's been a year. I know I streamed this with Lauren. Uh, but I am looking forward to playing it again. It is a classic, The Castles of Burgundy, from your friend and mine. Stephen we have Powell. two felds on our list yes, today. Interesting. Yes. Uh, this, I mean, come on. This is a brilliant game through and through. A classic Euro. Uh, dice. I mean, it's got dice, but it is, you know, a lot of ways to mitigate the dice. You are building your estates in Burgundy. You've got all kinds of different things you can do here on your turn. You're going to be placing tiles and scoring Pretty much, it's the the classic point salad game, right? Yeah. Um, but um, it, it's just a masterful design. I've I've always loved playing this, and I actually I had a real big problem with it at first because of colorblind issues. Uh, like oh, other Feld really? games, yes, yeah, of with course. like yeah, like other Feld games, they are just not colorblind friendly. I mean, yeah, you know. But you know, I love the game so much. I on my copy, my personal copy, I have little stickers on pretty much every little tile, and I've written on them and stuff. And you, you know, folks, when there's a great game, you will find a way to play it. And I've found my way to play it. And um, actually, uh, there's, I think there's what a is your way? I assume it's a sharpie, right? It, it, yeah, Sharpie, angles, stuff like that. Yep, Sharpie, and I also have these little, like, tiny little stickers that are like little white round stickers where I just place on tiles and I'll like write on those, like, "Hey, this." Really? Yeah. Um, Jeez, that's yeah, very crafty of you. Yeah, told. Thank you, um, Michelle inspired me for that one. She's she's the crafty one in our family, and at our local dollar store, they had the little stickers, and I was like, "Hey, these stickers would be great for for these." And yeah, so that's Castles of Burgundy. Uh, have you played this recently? I, I was wondering because I know this is. I have. Um, okay. you know, I always love me some Burgundy. Yeah. Um, but we have, you know, the, was it the, the, the special deluxe edition came in and it had some new stuff in it. So we played with that. Jen, and yeah. I actually did a, a Patreon only backer view. They got to see. So that one's still fairly fresh. So this is not the Feld that's coming. Okay. But, um, are you ready to move on? Yeah. So I've talked about my Feld. Is your Feld coming up? Wait a minute. We're not ready to move on, man. Oh, we're not ready to move on. Oh God. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. What? Oops. Folks, the secret word of episode six of the R&R show is crafty. Oh, my gosh. And I, I heard for sure you were setting that up. And I was, I I was just going to be so obvious. I just wanted to jump in and be first on it because you're talking. You were literally talking about craft work. And, which and, I, and I actually said, Michelle is the crafty one in our fell. In response to me saying that's uh, really crafty. Oh, you Rado, we are now three and three. Set up we are three and three. That was well played, my friend. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Kudos. Kudos. Friends, so that, 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 that was just dumb luck. You did, you did not see that coming. 
I did not see that coming. I was so focused on talking about the game. I was, you know what? Okay, here it is. I was so excited that I had a Feld on my list. I was like, oh, I can't wait till Ronald talks about this. And I got all into it. And I started talking about the, you know, all the colorblind stuff. And it just flew right over the head. So, friends, there it is. I am very happy with that. So, folks. Send an email with Crafty in it. Yes. Send an email to contest at rotto.com or plural contests, if you prefer. Either one will work. The subject has to be crafty. And anything else you want to do with that email is fine. Um, But subject crafty, um, other words as well, that's fine, to contest at rotto.com. So my my scooper, uh, my, my rule and outlook will catch it. And you basically have until September 8th at 11 a.m., Pacific Standard Time to get that into us to win a copy of Flamecraft uh, Deluxe Edition with all the bells and whistles and the special dragon and all of that. And remember, folks, you got 20 hours left if you want it back uh, as well because they're about to close down. Over $2 million they've raised for that game. Wow. It's amazing. Amazing. You know, I mean, I, I knew it. it was gonna do well because I Jen, I played it. We thought, wow, this is this is gonna this is definitely gonna fun. No two ways about it. But I did not expect uh you know to be such a monster hit. And I, I'm nothing amazing. but happy for um for the folks who are behind it because yes. they're good folks, it's a great game. And the key this is even more crafty. Oh, we're tied up, we're tied up <laughs> three and we're three in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> we have people in chat uh, saying Ruel is losing his touch. Obviously, I am. Um uh, New American Underground says strike first. Well, that's how it was working for you, perhaps. Um, yeah, maybe I'll have to just be a little quicker on these things. And oh, well done, Ronald. That we are three and three. You've made a nice comeback, friends. One last time, type in crafty, send that in the subject to an email to contest or contests at rotto.com. Cool, and cool, cool. We, oh my god, I, I'm I'm shaking right now. I, I'm I'm you straight, I'm shook, as the kids would say. That that was excellent, you've been Rado. thunderstruck. I've <laughs> Because for some reason, on a previous episode, we ended up having to list um, ACDC songs. ACDC songs, yeah. yeah. I think that was like during like a, a, a test a Q&A, team, actually. Yeah. yeah. That All was right. fun. Okay, so let's that was continue. your number six, if I recall correctly. That Yeah, that was my number six. No, no, your number four. No, that was your number four. Four, four, four. Right, right. Okay, so we are back onto it, and we're not done talking about Feld, folks. Uh, this is your last chance, people who are trying to guess my Feld. It's not um uh in the year of the dragon oh it is it's in the year of the dragon my number three is in the year of the dragon i didn't give you a chance to say everybody one last guess all right in the year of the dragon in the year of the dragon nice i will be honest is not my favorite feld at all i think it's a brilliant game and it I, it makes sense to me that it is a lot of people's favorite feld as they absolutely love it um but uh I, I rate it a bit lower because it is by far the most brutal, harshest Feld of all. It's one of the most brutal, harshest Euro-style um, you know, economic simulation that has ever come out. It's, it is the Year of the Dragon, and we're going to go through 12 months of, of, of ruination. Although, to be fair, the first two months, January and February, they're totally fine because you're trying to get all your stuff ready. But then March, April, May, June, July, August, September, November, December, December, it's all terrible. But the brilliant thing about this game is every month is going to have an event, and you can see right from the get-go what November is going to be and what October is going to be and what June is going to be. And you can't prepare for everything. But you've got to try. And these events will rip you up as you are trying to um, you know, build infrastructure, bring on people who can prepare. And it's so great. And uh, what I love about it is the uh, action selection. There are seven action tiles, which are you know, getting resources, building, stuff like that. And every round, you take those seven action tiles up, you shuffle them up, 
and then you break them into groups. In a two-player game, you have a group of four and a group of three. And whoever is first, and turn order has rarely been more important in a game than in this game, whoever is first picks an entire group and says, okay, of this group I just picked, I want that action. And now everybody else is frozen out of that group unless they want to pay extra to get in. And this is a game of very narrow margins. Um, so player two, well, okay, I'm going to pick this group. Player three, I'm going to pick this group. Now in a two-player game, there's a group of four and there's a group of three. And it works so well. The number of times I have referred to In the Year of the Dragon as a brilliant way to scale action uh, selection economies in games. I mean, it, it is absolutely phenomenal. But I have not played it for over half a decade, not since the, uh, the 10th anniversary edition came out. Okay. Jen loves it because somehow she never seems to struggle. She somehow seems to be prepared for every single event. <laughs> Whereas me, I'm like John McClane at the end of the first Die Hard, just barely, can barely move. Holly! As I just try to drag myself across the finish line. But oh, it is fantastic. Man. Not the prettiest one. It's an older game, but yeah. really fantastic. My number three in the Year of the Dragon. Wow. Yeah, I have not uh, played this one yet. And it's b partly because I have heard those things where a lot of people really aren't that big on this one uh, compared to other felts. But um, I do want to shout out your reference to John McClane. Yet another 80s reference here, folks. Uh, yep. Die Hard, one of the greatest, well, actually the greatest Christmas movie of all time. And I am sticking to that. It is a Christmas movie through and through, and it's the greatest one of all time. Okay. So Chat that was me saying I should have chosen Bonfire, and Bonfire is fantastic. Oh. But it's still fairly fresh in my memory, you know, um, when, when I covered it last year. Whereas uh, in the Year of the Dragon, I just want to feel like I, I don't feel like I've been being beaten up by games enough recently. And so I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm just cruising for a bruising basically by wanting to pull that one out. Nice, nice. Okay, so that is your number three. Now we're on yes. my number two. This one, boy, how do I describe this? Uh, this is on being crowdfunded right now. And, okay. um, you know, let me just get right to it. it Man, this is, is all FOMO for uh, Ruel today. Big time. Old big games, time. dead to me. Yeah. Well, I got I'll one old game. This old Castle stuff Re, yeah. This Mythic Mischief. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow, I, you are really hooked on that game then. I I love this game. So again, full disclosure, I have uh, created content for this game. Yep. I've done videos. I've done live playthroughs. I cannot get enough of this game. And I'll tell you, I'm going to confess right here. I'm terrible at this game. I'm so <laughs> bad at this game. I, I have not won. I actually, okay, so I did play it with chat yesterday. Um, oh, okay. It was great. We live streamed on my Twitch channel. And I did defeat chat. But again, it, it's, yes. uh, come on. Yeah, I, I can't Fuck really. It, yeah. Uh, you know, internet, they, they can come at me. But um, this is a, an abstract game in its heart, but it's got uh, asymmetric player abilities. You are a, a group of kids in a library. I love the theme. You're middle school kids trying to keep away from the Tome Keeper, the librarian, because you're being noisy, you're pulling pranks, whatever. So you're trying to get the other factions, the other kids, uh, in trouble from the Tome Keeper. And the Tome Keeper, every turn, is going to move uh, certain spaces here on the track. They're going to their destinations. You can set it up by moving bookcases so they you know they go in a pre-program movement you can put the bookcases in the way so they change their movement and you have different abilities where you can trap uh the other kids or you can slide them around or my favorite is the troll or the is it the troll no uh the monsters frankenstein's monster type yeah yeah where you can uh toss your opponent i call it suplex you know i you can suplex your opponent um it's so much fun i cannot get enough of this game I, it really is because I think it's because I want to get better at it, you know, and to me, those type of games where I'm not that, you know, I, I'm, 
I brain burn with this one a lot yeah. and it's so mm -hmm. good. But here's the thing. Here's what's cool about this. For those of you that suffer from analysis paralysis or brain burn like myself, they have a mode where you can play. It's a faster mode. It's like a real time element called oh, like the, a speed chess kind of thing. Pretty much. Yeah. And I played it. It is fantastic. It's so much fun. You can play 2v2 where you and a partner take different factions. You team up and try to get the other kids in trouble uh, from the Tome Keeper. Oh, it's so much fun. You only get like two minutes per move, but it works perfectly. And that's Mythic Mischief from Ivy Games. Didn't uh, Did Shay play this one? I, yes. I forget. Um, did, actually, uh, this game got the full treatment from the channel. Uh, Shay nice. did a run through that was very fun. He played all the way through from start to finish. It really shows off um, what it, I think it was the monsters versus the witches, if I recall correctly. Yes. Um, and then Ryan also did a full run through, rules run through as well. Okay. And he dressed appropriately. Uh -huh. Okay. You know, nice. He got out his uh, old uh, teenage years uh, clothes, I think, and they somehow <laughs> still fit. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. This game's doing very, very well on GameFound right now, and that's really saying something. The fact that you actually have played it a fair bit, yeah. and you, it's still you know clawing at your brain it, it totally is you know every every time so it's one of those games where after i'm done i'm like oh i should have done this this and this rather than that that and that you know and it's one of those games that really is stuck in my craw and i can't wait to play it again you know what they just announced uh yesterday when they launched there's a solo mode by david turchi he is on oh. board and he is oh done this yes solo mode. yeah yes that's very cool i can yeah. see how that yeah yeah, totally. Uh, the right man for that job, I think. Correct, correct. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's right, my so number, number two. two. Miss Let's... myth, mythic, not mystic, mythic, mythic mischief. Yes. Right. All right. Let's do okay. the number one. Then my number one um, is another oldie that, again, I have not played for over half a decade. It's in my top 10 games of all time. I love it so much. It is a civilization building game. It is Nations. Oh, nice. Yes. So you will find it. You will share it with the nice people. And I will say, I mean, this, this game is so fantastic. Um, I, you know, it, it, it does really, I mean, it, it brings the, uh, you know, the ancient world to life. It does a really great job of having lots of really interesting thematic cards. It's, uh, you know, it is a through the ages, you know, Civ Myers, Civ style game where you'll go through multiple ages, you know, from, you know, prehistory, not almost prehistory or antiquities all the way up to the modern day. And, um, and there's so many things I love about it. It's hard. It's a card draft. Every round, everybody's going to be able to grab a card in a two player game. I think there are 12 cards on display. They go quick. There's war cards, development cards, resource cards, ancient wonders of the world cards. They all function differently. Everybody's, um, you know, starting empire has a very unique special power that sets them apart and really gives them a direction. And there are many, many things I could love about this game because also after you get the cards, there's a worker placement game where you have Thing. Uh oh, and um, oh, uh oh, did I go? We, we just had a little hiccup there. I don't know. Ooh, what we've been doing so well so long. Um, yeah, I did good. hear okay. Din just came in from the doctor. I don't think she would have tripped over the modem or anything, but I'm okay. back, right? We're, we're good, yeah, we're good. Okay. okay, um, you know, so you're drafting the cards, but then the cards become worker placement spots that you can actually assign your population to. And over the course of the game, I mean, you can put multiple uh meeples on a given to really say my society focuses on this but you will have to pivot you okay okay we need to stop focusing on this i need to move some over here to do these other things and eventually we have to retire this technology because we moved on it's the 1800s now we don't need bows and arrows anymore you know type stuff and um but the thing that really sets us apart from all its brethren because there's a lot of games that do this um is the fact that the way war is handled this is not a game where I am trying to destroy you. If a war in a given era is triggered, it's 
it's a it's a, it's basically a points contest. Whoever has the highest military strength basically gets bonuses. Whoever has the highest stability can completely ignore um, the effects of war, almost completely ignore them. So players can really um, diversify, and you know, so the, the the war element is there for people who want that in civilization. It's really interesting and well implemented, but not in a really aggressive. Oh, I'm going to burn your stuff to the ground. Okay. It's it's a brilliant game. It's big. It's long. The Dynasties expansion added so much more. I have not played it since Dynasties came out, and I so want to play it. It's my number one game. If, if I want to play now, nice, Nation. nice. All right. As far as uh, just a quick question, uh, <laughs> Nations the dice game. How is that compared to this? Because I oh, have... it's a lovely little roll and write. Okay, um, or no, it's not What's... a roll and write. It's a it's a lovely little uh, roll and 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 tile draft. Um, okay. it's good. It's it's okay. it's a nice little. Uh, like high seven, low eights kind of game. It had an expansion too that was also very good. But um, no, I mean, Nations is a is one of those rare games that, hey, we're going to sit down and we're going to have three hours of fun time and we won't even notice the time has passed. Actually, okay. that's not, more like two, two and a half hours, really. Uh, we played enough to where we're that quick and we're slow players. But um, yeah, awesome. that's uh, my number one, Nations. How much time do we have left? We have We've got um, approximately minutes. 12 minutes left, I believe. Yeah. So do you, do we want to do a well ranks? Or do we want to save that and, and do some more Q&A since we haven't done Q&A for a while? Yeah, let's do Q&A. Let's catch up with our Q&A. Okay, so. folks, Ruel will be ranking something near and dear to his heart next week. Um, but today, it is time for you to ask us questions and uh, run it out. Now, of course, it's going to take you anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute to know. Um, did you have any uh, almost? Did you you, you have any, uh, uh, you know, ones that really like, oh, I got to have, I mean. Uh, are you asking me as far as yeah, uh, yeah, game? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm giving that, them time to start asking questions. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one game that uh, just missed my list again. I'm I'm all about this like FOMO recently, but Alien: Fate of the Nostromo, the um, alien game from Robinsberger. Seriously? Yeah, okay. that one. It's a cooperative game, and you're playing out the scenario of Alien the movie, the original one, where Ripley and the crew, hey, they're they got to gather up all the resources and try to figure out what's going on with this thing in our ship, and then there's events that's like, ooh, is that the alien? Boom, now yeah. you got to fight him, you know, and try to destroy him. So um, I'm looking forward to that. What about you? Anything that just missed your um, Probably the next one. My number six would have been Trajan. Trajan. Uh, which is <laughs> also the one I thought 10. you were going to pick. I thought you were going to pick that. Film. That would have been a reasonable. The thing is, we did get some Trajan in, what was it, last year or maybe the year before when Black Angel came. And so okay. I wanted to, I, that was gave me an opportunity. Hey, I need to go back and play some Trajan so I can compare and contrast these two yeah. games. Yeah. And so it was still fairly fresh, but I mean, I, nice. I'd happily play it any time of the day or week. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, let's see. Let's, we got some questions. Uh, thanks, friends, for joining us. Uh, Kabuki Kids in the house. Um, someone is asking, does Ruel have chickens? No, I do not have chickens, unfortunately. I do that have a pug. The time that's been asked as well. Yeah. I, I do have really a pug. I want to know about your chickens. <laughs> no chickens for me yet. I mean, you have a house, right? Have you ever considered I backyard do. chickening? Um, no, there, there, there's. We used to have a neighbor that had a chicken, but I yeah. don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's all very mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Serious. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Rado. Here's a question from Brian Rollins: What game are you dying to have reprinted? Hmm. Well, the um. I mean, there's ones that I have that I know are impossible to get that I would love to see reprinted, but those yeah. aren't me personally. What is out there that I cannot get my hands on now? Yeah, like, I think course, I've got my... everything I want. I'm going to take yeah. a quick look. I'm going to look I'm at my wish like, list. Ones that will probably won't be re- well, that will not be reprinted, like Gloria, Gloria Rome, obviously. Well, Gloria Rome, yeah, but I already have yeah. it. 
I mean, for oh, you Glory do to Rome, have yeah, I don't kind have of, if there's one game that should be reprinted, it's Glory to Rome. If right. there's two games that should be reprinted, it's Walnut Grove. It is criminal mm. to me that Walnut Grove did not get... I mean, Walnut Grove from designer Tuco Tucalia. Um, I hung out with him for a while, so I learned how to say his name. I think I've got it right, Tuco. Um, had the misfortune of coming out the same year as Eclipse. And okay. as far as I was concerned, um, you know, Walnut Grove destroyed Eclipse. It was such a great little game. But, of course, everybody remembers Eclipse from that year. But it's a wonderful little little house on the prairie, Euro-style simulation, tile oh, lane cool. game. Um, so, I mean, there'd be those. But what for me? Ah. Oh. I think I'm happy. I don't know that there's anything I, I, I don't want that I've got. So I'm going to go with Walnut Grove. Okay. Um, because, man, that I game see. deserves a deluxification in, awesome. in a big way, I think. All right. All right. Uh, let's uh, move on here. Got a lot oh, of questions. Hey, uh, I've got you, one. Friends. Trinidad, yeah. uh, Francis, uh, my answer is no, but have you played Nemesis? I have not played Nemesis, no. I, okay, I want that's to. probably why I'm you skipped that because you knew I hadn't. All yeah. right. <laughs> uh, let's continue here. Um well, okay. Here's uh, this is uh, interesting. Juso Vanio says, uh, "Vanio says, which game do you used to love and now don't want to play anymore?" Hmm. That is. Well, interesting. I mean, all video games. That's an easy answer. So you don't play any video games? <laughs> oh anymore? gosh, no, 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 no. Um, one, after huh? I left the video game industry, I was so burned out, and you know, and these are so superior. There's no video game in the world that can hold a candle to something I would rank a seven. Um, for just the experience yeah. of sitting down and playing it with my wife. Um, let's wow, see. But, so that's the easy question. way out. But what about you? I, I need to think about this a little bit. What, what do yeah, you I, I need to think about too. I, I'm, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what you know game? What? Yeah. When, I, when we, a decade ago, when we first started getting into modern board games, um, I think we were much more open to um, player versus player stuff than we are okay. now. Over time, as um, I've played more and more euros and seeing more and more cool ways to engender player interaction without players having to, you know, kick each other's sandcastles over. I've just had less and less and less interest in that. So, I mean, early on, I mean, there was a time when I really liked small worlds and I played it a lot with my coworkers. Okay. And, and, you know, people wouldn't expect that of me today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, so that's an example. And I've got quite a few of those that once upon a time, I, I kind of dug this, but now I'm like, I, I just can't bring myself to anymore. I, or there's so many wonderful games where I build and create rather than tear down and destroy. So yeah, yeah. that's fair. What about you? That's fair. I gave um, you enough time. You must think of something. I, I can't think of one, darn it. I'm such a, I'm such an Omni gamer and I, I you know, I, oh, you do kind of um, like everything. It's true. Yeah, it's, it really is. Um, if I didn't have to play, oh my gosh, when I first got in the game, uh, hobby, I, I mentioned Suro earlier. Suro, I, okay. I, I think it's a wonderful, fantastic gateway game. If I don't have to, I, I probably don't love it as much as I did before. Well, there you it, go. You found yeah, one. There it is. There it I is. Mean, I imagine Suro, you would still play in the right circumstances, yeah. but you're yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, especially in a, like someone uh, with you know family or friends who have never played a game before, and if we had a copy of Suro, of course I'd play with them. But you know, I would rather play something like Indigo. Uh, that is a Reiner Knizia design. That's sort of like his take on Suro, which is I think a little better. Um, actually, much better. Um, but yeah, great question. Thank you, friends. Thank um, you. Let's leave um, wonders. We'll be doing an Essen preview in the coming weeks. And um, we haven't talked about it at all yet, Leva, but my expectation, I was actually thinking next week, we probably should do a Gen Con one because yeah. in two weeks time, uh, Gen Con is upon us. So next week we probably do a Gen Con. And then the question is, because Gen Con is so close to Essen, is there going to be enough of a difference? I suspect there will be. Right. And so we'll probably do an Essen um, one in the month of October, I, I think. Yeah. Unless you unless you feel otherwise. 
No, I think that's a great idea. We'll, we, will, okay. we will figure something out. Uh, cool. Ashley Rose asks, what is the ugliest game that you love to play? Oh, this is easy question. for me. This okay. is easy for me. So uh, anything by Stefan Feld. I, for whatever <laughs> you reason. You shut your mouth. I, there are you, talented those quality are, artists working on all of these games, no, including they're including in the year of the dragon. They're, they're brutal. Here's why: again, colorblind issues. It's like the publishers, okay. or the artists. They they look at Stephen Fell's games like this is a great game. Let's make it as least in or least accessible to those who have colorblind issues. That's how I feel sometimes. And that's oh, fair enough. That's a good okay. One. Yeah, but what about I you? What is the ugliest game? I don't know. I'll think of something else as, as well as while you're thinking here. I um, have to be honest. I mean, we really like pretty games, and and I yeah. mean, I've gotten rid of games that I otherwise thought were good, but like, okay, we just don't want it on the table. Um, yeah. so I am literally scanning through the 400 or so games I've got right now. I mean, I've got plenty of games that I would say are kind of the, 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 what you were referring to as Feld that are kind of boring. Yeah, you know, they're they're kind of milk toast. They're kind of bland, but they're not actively repulsive. Right. Um, what is an actively repulsive game that just makes I have to squint to actually bring myself <laughs> to play? Jeez. I mean, I guess you, you could say something, you know, some like abstract, you know. I do have an answer. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. The original first edition of Adventures of D, which was a little, you know, uh, a competitive card. It's basically a deck of cards that becomes the world you're exploring, but they're multi-use cards. They're also the cards you use to fight. They're also launchers that you fight. It's really, really clever. And I mean, it, it, I imagine it would probably make most people's top 10 worst board game art of all time. Okay. Um, I mean, pretty easily. Now, it's kind of cheating because it eventually got a second printing just last year, I think. And okay. in fact, um, I'll be covering it this month. And the new version looks nice. So, but okay. I, for years, I held on to the first edition of uh of adventures of d and it were but ugly i i think that's saying something that you held on to a game that ugly yet yep. you saw the gameplay was good enough to keep that's that's really interesting okay. uh, cody p asked have you played the solo mode for cryo yet um cryo was no uh, from, i didn't yeah i have not either i i actually printed out the rules z-man games came out with an official solo variant and it's like a page uh page rules and oh they weren't available to begin with and they, they, since they were not oh they that's not. cool i did not know that yeah, me neither until I think just within a month or so. Um, so, yeah, I have not played it either. All right. Enough enough uh, gaming stuff. Ashley wants to know, what are our favorite movie genres? Oh. And good. for me, it's easy. Although it's kind of cheesy. My favorite movie genre at this point is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah that's that's my favorite. For me, uh, sci-fi. Anything, I'm a Star Wars, Star Trek geek. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much that was my favorite. I, I do like a good action movie. You know, you mentioned Die Hard. I love those 80s, like, you know, action films. You've got Die Hard. You've got anything with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Those silly, stupid, you know, movies. Anything with hard in the title. Hard yeah. rain. Yeah, hard. <laughs> hard Slayer. target. And, yeah. A very sadly overlooked little gem of a wonderful, you know, what is it? It's, it that's Die Hard in a, uh, in a flooding town, as I recall. Wait, which one? Uh, uh, hard rain. Oh, hard rain! Oh, was well, that actually Stallone? not the best time to bring up hard rain? I suppose, considering yeah, the state of the world at the moment. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should move on to the next one. Let's do it. Uh, we've got. Um, let's see. Questions. Questions. Um, do 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 do. Uh, Cody wants to know what are your thoughts on Drawings of Eldervale? Have you played it? I've not played it yet. I've heard a lot of great things about. It. Have you? You've covered. No, that. Um, Shay played it. Shay uh, and Cody, okay. you can uh, do a search for Rado Udolings Veldervale. Shay does a great job demonstrating um uh, what how how it goes how, how yeah. it works. Uh, Steve over on Facebook says I don't need to play Azul anymore. Talking about games that we, um 
I love Azul. Um, Steve, if you're burned out on Azul, try of Summer Pavilions. I think that's a superior version of Azul. Mm-hmm. Okay. Darren points out uh, when I was talking about Black Angel, I was I was making a parallel to Trajan. I meant to say Twa. Twa. Oh, Twa. twa. Okay. Yeah. Number six on the list. Not Trajan. Trajan has nothing to do with Black Angel. That was silly of me. Good catch. Good catch. All right. Okay. Great question so far, friends. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, so for the one. Now that we're getting closer. Okay. Now that we're getting closer to ho- October Halloween, any horror theme games do you enjoy playing? Um, I actually, okay. Here's another one that I was going to put on my list, but I didn't. There's a new re-theme of the game Horrified uh, called American Masters, I believe. And instead of like the classic movie monsters, they are actually American, like urban legends, like Bigfoot, the Chupacabra and all kinds of like American, you know, monsters that the New Jersey devil. Um, it's the same type of thing. It's a cooperative game, pick up and deliver, and you're trying to get rid of these monsters. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's good. Um, yeah. Um, Arkham Horror, the card game. I certainly enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little known one, Crimson Creek, where it's a social deduction oh, game where everybody's okay. trying to hide from a, a Jason type slasher. And um, the thing is, it's possible that one of the players playing is possessed by the equivalent of Jason and oh, okay. doesn't know it. And so players have to be really smart about, you know, sharing information, keeping information secret, trying to figure out is one of us the killer because even the killer doesn't know. Um, and if you find out that, Oh, I am the killer. I didn't realize that then. Okay. Well now I got to kill all of you and, but still keep it on the down low. That was a really clever game. Um, I did a run through for actually many, many years ago. Oh, okay. uh, and um, I guess space Hulk, if you consider aliens, um, no, no, no. Do you consider James Cameron's Aliens to be horror? I don't think you can. No, that's, I, that's I, I put that sci-fi slash action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would, I'd probably go with Crimson Creek. <clears throat> nice. Um, someone said in chat who I, I just saw the Kabuki Kid Horrified is great. Almost a better co-op uh, to interest new players in Pandemic. And then he uh, they duck. Um, <laughs> good call, Kabuki Kid. And um, I yeah, uh, leave T- uh, Togus says horrified was an unexpected hit in my home. Yeah, same here. I was I was surprised how much I like horrified. I I think I really enjoyed the old school Universal monsters, Frankenstein and the the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon that that type of thing. I, I love the theme of that game. Kabuki keeps uh-huh. throwing um non game stuff, and I we talked about games for an hour. One more. Uh, what is your most favorite? Your most memorable movie going experience? Ooh, oh gosh. I was, mine are mo- memorable because they were terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, probably the worst one was the original Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. I mean, you know, this, my wife had been waiting years to see it. She, you know, I mean, her, she'd been waiting her whole life to see it. She was so excited. You know, it was a packed house, day one, uh, you know, an afternoon showing. And, you know, she was completely transfixed, transformed, teleported into that world. And in the front row, there was a family with a screaming baby. And oh, no. for the first thir- half hour, uh, all the you know the early stuff, I'm like, oh my god, this won't shut up. And at some point, I'm like, honey, we have to go, right? And it was like literally, I had to shake her to pull her out of the trance she was in. She was oh. unaware. And I'm like, no, we can't go. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, no, honey, I can't say. I, I don't want to have this ruin spoiled because I want to love it as much as you. And we begrudgingly got up and left and got our money back. And that was wow, very very sad. So how, how, how far were you into the movie? About half. An we hour? had not left. Um, well, I think we were. They were just heading out on the Shire. You know, imagine okay. you know them on the road. Um, you know, being terrified of the Nazgul hiding in the trunk of the tree and ah! the whole time. Oh, no. And the woman, it just they they could not. I think they had actually taken the kid out and brought the kid back in, and it kept going. It's like you need to leave. Nobody else seemed to care. 
I got up and we left. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. Um, my most memorable one, um, 1977, the little film called Star Wars. Oh, wow. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my parents took me. Um, I had my, they didn't take my, both my younger brothers were too small. So they, uh, we had a babysitter. They took me there to the, the old Pasadena Academy. And this was one of those grand theaters that sat like 2,000 people or something, or it seemed like 2,000 when I was a mm-hmm. little kid. And I just remember seeing that first shot. I it's it's still indelible in my mind. That first shot of the star, uh, the star destroyer coming across the screen, uh, screen, and just it made such an impression on me. And of course, all the Star Wars movies I've seen multiple times. And anytime there's one in the theaters, I will go see it. And I always think about just wow, the Star Wars, the John Williams theme, everything. Just I saw it opening month as well because that was back when movies would stay in the theater for many many months yeah Um, yeah. we saw it several times we saw it in sacramento at the big super domes that have now been closed down i found out a couple of years ago sadly i wanted to go back there i should join you with that but my equivalent to that is not star wars it's flash gordon flash gordon flash gordon came out it was in theaters on my birthday I must have been 10 or 11. And for my birthday, my parents said, you know what? You're old enough now. You and your brother can go watch this movie by yourselves. Wow. And we're just going to get the heck away from you two. Uh, Wasn't sure that, that was a rated R movie? Was that a rated R movie? No, it was not. No, no. Oh, no. okay. Um, it. It, was, it, was, it was very cheesy, silly, wonderful stuff. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I remember, I mean, I was on cloud nine. It's like, I'm a grown up. Uh, I'm old enough to see a movie by myself. This is amazing. Wow. So, you know, yeah. speaking of that, okay, my my growing up movie at the growing up experience at the movies was Conan the Barbarian. Oh wow. My yeah, my aunt dropped me and my cousin off, and we were definitely not of rated our age. <laughs> no, but, no, definitely yeah. not. And just seeing like all like I mean, spoiler alert, there was violence in Conan the Barbarian. I was like I was like, psh, my mind was just blown. But it was it was awesome. Um yep. but yeah, that is my experience. <laughs> all right we are done oh, um yeah we can stay on this uh question for the next half hour obviously True. but folks that is it another done and dusted in yes. uh in, in so um remember we're not saying the secret word but send uh figure out the secret word if you're just joining us now watch the show find the secret word send that to contest at raw.com to win a copy of the deluxe version of flamecraft and otherwise return a week from today and i believe next week we will be doing the countdown because i was looking at it um next week we do the gen con countdown or we could do it the following week but then gen con literally launches the next day right that's not cool no um yeah let's let's do it next week and uh friends you can also find all the uh archived rnr episodes right there i just dropped it rnr.rado.com go check that out you can find out all the uh you can see all the previous episodes uh right there on the site yep awesome It was another um, good one. It was very fun. I'm glad we, we we have to keep making time to do Q and A. I very much enjoy those. So do I. Yeah, let, let's let's make it a thing to really you know we, we got to do it every. I, I think try to do it every time if we can. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's. We're done, folks. So thanks again for joining us. This has been the R and R show. My name is Ruel Gaviola. I'm going to pass it on to my co-host yes. Rado. I'm going to say thanks very much for watching, uh, folks, and um, thanks once again to our sponsor of the show. In closing gamerglass.art and remember if you uh head over to gamerglass.art you will find um there's a sale going on for beautiful um uh, what do you call them the uh the the meeple hearts 20 percent off if you uh use the code rnr hearts during checkout and uh thanks for watching everybody talk to you later so long